Our reading this morning comes from the end of Mark, chapter 16, verses uh, 9 through the end of that chapter, verse uh, 20. And then we will pick up into Luke, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Then they briefly reported all this to Peter and his companions. Afterward, Jesus himself sent them out from east to west with the sacred and unfailing message of salvation that gives eternal life. Amen. After Jesus rose from the dead early on Sunday morning, the first person who saw him was Mary Magdalene, the woman from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went to the disciples who were grieving and weeping and told them what had happened. But when she told them that Jesus was alive and that she had seen him, they didn't believe her. Afterward, he appeared in a different form to two of his followers who were walking from Jerusalem into the country. They rushed back to tell the others, but no one believed them. Still later, he appeared to the eleven disciples as they were eating together. He rebuked them for their stubborn unbelief because they refused to believe those who had seen him after he had been raised from the dead. And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. When the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. And the disciples went everywhere and preached, and the Lord worked through them, confirming what, uh, what they said by many miraculous signs. This is the conclusion of Mark's Gospel. The first four verses from Luke chapter 1. Many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They used the eyewitness reports circulating among us from the early disciples. Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I also have decided to write an accurate account for you, most honorable Theophilus, so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. Today we conclude the reading of Mark with the optional endings to the Gospel. The textual evidence points us to the Gospel of Mark ending at verse 8. Yet for old people like me, who grew up with the Gospel ending at verse 20, the second or the, the third um, ending is one that is still very familiar to me. I do have to admit that the snakes and drinking poison always frightened me. However, I was thankful to grow up in Iowa where we didn't take it literally. No snakes or no poison in our worship services, nor in our worship space. But what I do remember from our worship is the words taken from verse 16, all who believe and are baptized will be saved. This verse was put to a hymn that we sang for every baptism when I was growing up. It had two stanzas, and we would sing the first stanza before the baptism and the second stanza after the baptism. 
I found it online, even though the hymn isn't published in our hymnals today. These are the verses. All who believe and are baptized shall see the Lord's salvation. Baptized into the death of Christ, they are a new creation. Through Christ's redemption, they will stand among the glorious heavenly band of every tribe and nation. We would sing that stanza before the baptism and after the baptism as the family would return to their pew. We would sing this stanza. With one accord, O God, we pray, grant us your Holy Spirit. Help us in our infirmity through Jesus' blood and merit. Grant us to grow in grace each day by holy baptism that we may eternal life inherit. Beautiful stanzas, beautiful text that is taken from that verse 16. So while the textual evidence leans towards the ending of the gospel at verse 8, because it is the earliest manuscript that we have is why they make that ruling, all these endings are included in the gospel, and they all provide added benefit to our reading of this gospel. Now let's turn to the Gospel of Luke. We begin with the introduction. Who is Theophilus? Well, it is impossible to know for sure whether Theophilus was a financial supporter of the book, a government official who needed to be instructed about the Christians, or a believer who has already been instructed in the Christian faith, but had a sense of unease or unfulfillment about his instruction. And who is Luke, the author? Well, Luke doesn't claim to be one of the eyewitnesses and servants of the word, but nor does he claim to have uh, followed all, I'm sorry, but, but he has, he does claim to have followed all things carefully from the very beginning. So not an eyewitness, but he is aware of all this and has been following it from the beginning. We do know that some time has passed since the events which are narrated by Luke. So there is a generation or two perhaps between uh, Jesus' ministry and his, his life and death and his resurrection and when this finally uh, gets put onto paper. We also know that um, these stories have been told and shared in the interim. So even though it may have been a generation or two after Jesus when it was written down, it's not new. These are stories that have been told and shared. The scholar Lenski shares Luke's uh, connection with Mark from Philemon verse 24 says that they were together in Rome working with the Apostle Paul. And we also learn in Acts that Luke was present at a congregational meeting in Antioch at which prophets from Jerusalem appeared. That is in Acts 11, verses 27 and 28. And Lenski also attributes Luke's conversion to um, a reference in Acts 11, verses 20 and 21. It is assumed that Luke came to faith as a Gentile and not as a Jewish proselyte. Luke's purpose in writing this account is to assure that Theophilus 
has the truth and that he is certain of the truth of everything that he has been taught. May this gospel from Luke bring you that same certainty of the truth of all that you have been taught. Let us pray. Gracious God, we open our hearts and our minds to you and to your word. Transform us that we may believe as baptized Christians and that we may grow in the grace that you have given us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.